0: listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next-generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I am going to um, ease any uh, trouble thoughts you have, any fears, anything you think that's going to be choking um, of what's going to happen in the fall. Are we going to have school? Are we not going to have school? What am I going to do? I don't want to send my kid if they're going to be wearing a mask. And, you know, just a side note. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Marina and Kayla and Wyona, Make sure you share this. Spread the word. Um, But quickly, you know, uh, for Florida... For VBK, they offer you for your child to go free for a year before they start kindergarten. And, you know, when I lived in Virginia Beach, I actually did that with my girls. They did preschool from 10 to 2. Um, a private Christian school, just something I paid for uh, monthly, uh, just gave them something to be a part of. And it worked really well when I was able to uh, start kindergarten with um No, it must have been second grade. Start second grade with Maddie. Then Brooklyn came along and um, then I was able to send, uh, you know, just have that time with them when uh, Brooklyn got a little older and did preschool. But I knew when kindergarten started and it really counted, that's when I was going to homeschool. I just thought it was something fun and, uh, you know, a few hours away each day uh, to get some things done. But... I had that opportunity for my little boy, Teddy, to start VBK uh, this fall, and I read an email today that just completely completely answered what I wanted to do because it is a private Christian school, and he was only going to go from 8.30 to 12, and I thought, well, hey, that's great. It gives him something to do while I homeschool with the girls, and read an email today about their requirements and... Even though kids aren't required to wear masks to this uh, particular private school by my house in Florida, it, it just, it wasn't even gonna be fun. It was like, why am I gonna send my kid to school with all these rules? He's gonna hate it, he's gonna cry. I couldn't be on the property. I'd have to drop him off at the gate. They were gonna take him from me at the gate, uh, take his temperature. <laughs> Teachers had to wear a mask. If they didn't have to wear a mask, they had to wear a shield. Uh, to me, I'm not sure how you're going to teach kids and teach them to read and hear their sounds if they can't see your mouth. And then how scary is that for a little preschooler schooler to look up and um, see a, an adult with this face mask on? So you know what? I'm so thankful I homeschool. And um, so this week I'm going to take the time to just ease your thoughts, answer your questions, and really help you out and let you know you don't have to be some super qualified person to do it. Um, I'm going to let you know uh, you know, that it's got to be right for you and what you do, and don't worry about what everyone else is doing. That's one of my things. You know, If you're new to this uh, Facebook and new to this broadcast uh, and you follow me for Nonstop Mom, it's one of the things I am huge and uh, teach on. Uh, in my podcasts, in my blogs, um, if you just talk to me, is doing what God has asked you to do for your family. And I know some of you are being thrown into this homeschool life and it's not really what <laughs> you said. God, it's what I want to do. But you know what? He will honor your faith for it. He will honor, honor you for taking the step to do it and he'll give you peace and joy, and it will be a smooth transition. So listen, I know, uh, I understand, I'm gonna talk about that today. Actually today, um, I'm just gonna go over uh, what, oh good, everyone's texting me, much better, much better. Um, I I have it written down here. Gonna give a little bit into uh, the background of why I started, Quickly, and then you know just a few topics each day I'm also gonna be answering questions some of you have sent in questions already but feel free to comment Um, good to see Clint and Kayla Heather Heidi my madre is on thank you so much for for being on and I appreciate you taking the time and I I won't take a long time each day to do this Um, but good to see you Alyssa and Heather Uh, but by the end of this week, I'm praying that you will feel better, you will feel excited about this new step that you have to take, and realize um, that the thought of it is more scary than the action of it, because it's really not. Um, so quickly, I know a lot of you heard the beginning of the story uh, when the, the feed was choppy, but got to 2015 and decided to uh, homeschool our first daughter, Madeline. And um, I also said on the last broadcast before it got cut off is this week I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what curriculum I use. Um, I know there's a lot of curriculum out there and I'm not saying mine is um, the only one that you need to do and it's not the, the one that's a must, but I'm going to give you the reasons why I love it, why it works for me, and then I can give you the information um, if it's something that you want to try out and want to do. So, 2015 came along and I was going to uh, homeschool Madeline. I did some research and uh, went ahead and chose the curriculum that we continue to do now. And um, by choosing the curriculum, I would say my first step was I, I just looked at the different ones that were offered online. I did decide to go with and choose a Christian curriculum Um, I'll give you some tips and tricks for that as well because, of course, you know, the more uh, subjects you have, the more money you have to spend on books and things for that homeschool and not necessarily at the younger grades. um, Is that something that you're going to need? So sometimes you can feel overwhelmed because you'll contact these homeschool uh, companies and they'll say, well, you know, because they're a Christian company. Uh, you can do Bible. You can do this class. You can do that. But we don't need that right now. Okay? Uh, if you are a Christian parent and you are home with your kids, first of all, it's our job to train our children. The Bible says it in Proverbs, train your child and the way they shall go and you won't depart. So it is our job, first and foremost, to train our kids in the things of God. Um, doing a Christian curriculum, there will come a time uh, when they will have Bible class and they will have to do certain uh, topical studies. But in the meantime, don't add, uh, don't don't add this uh, extra money, and extra uh, time, and extra load to your plate when you're doing kindergarten, when you're starting off with kindergarten. So first, I'll, I'll talk about kindergarten for a second. Don't you don't need to do that that's unnecessary. And I remember calling around and um, them saying, you know, you need to, uh, you're going to do this class, you're going to do that. And before you know it, you know, you're spending a lot more money on this stuff. And I thought to myself, because I did have parents at the time, I've had parents all, you know, since 2015 asking me for um, homeschooling information. And so when I realized that that's not the basic. It's the basic for our life. It's the basic for a Christian's life as our foundation. But as far as um the knowledge of schoolwork, I needed to keep the Bible teaching and the Bible lessons with me and not spend the extra money at the time and focus on what really mattered for kindergarten. What really mattered uh for the grade and the level that they were that they were going into. And so um I decided to do the basics, and for kindergarten, when I started with Maddie, it was reading and language were intertwined as, as one book. They call it um, phonics and reading, and then um, uh, math. So for kindergarten, with the curriculum that I used, uh, I'll let, what I used was Alpha Omega, but I'll, I'll get into the depth of Alpha Omega and what they offer and and how they offer things uh, probably tomorrow or Wednesday. but. I got those two subjects, and that was it. And, you know, I never thought I was going to homeschool, so I did go through those thoughts. Well, what are the thoughts we have? You're thinking them right now. What about school shopping? Well, what about interaction with their friends? Well, you know, I don't really have a classroom set up in my house. It's not going to, you know, I don't have these things for, but... In all reality, you actually do have a classroom <laughs> set up in your house. It's their bedroom. All this stuff, you know, when my kids went off to preschool before I started homeschooling, their classroom looked like my children's bedroom. When you really think about it, right? Anyone who's, who's watching understands what I mean. In my daughter's preschool, in the classroom, they had a dollhouse, okay? Uh, in the other corner, they had blocks, In the other corner, they had puzzles, okay, to build. Puzzles here, blocks here, dollhouse here. Okay, what else do you have at your house? Do you have Play-Doh at your house right now? Do you have painting supplies at your house? Do you have um, markers and crayons already at your house? So in all reality, you actually already have the form of a schoolroom in your, in your home. It's just us who have gone to school, who weren't raised, I'm one of them, in a school atmosphere, you feel like you're doing a disservice to your kids by keeping them home. You feel like, well, they're not gonna um, get to do this and they're not, not gonna get to do that. And so, you once you realize that it's more it's like spread out in your house rather than having one designated classroom. We have to we have to remember in our thoughts that the classroom, the four walls that the room that your kid is in, is not what makes your kid's education. It's not what makes um, them succeed. It's not what makes their day. It's what they're taught. What they're taught and and how we teach it and how we go about it. And what we do really boils down to the basic and the foundation of their education. So we have to get rid of the thought of, I have to make my house a, a, a classroom. I need a classroom. I have to have. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm to take pictures of uh, the, the area in my loft of my house that I do school with the girls. So you can kind of see my setup. Okay, so you can kind of see what a day looks like uh, for my kids and I uh, when we do homeschool. So you can see what I have, you know, is the basics. And this is the thing. There's somebody who's always going to be doing something different than you. So I have homeschool moms that I know of and that I follow. And their Instagrams would look intense. They make me feel like a failure. (laughs) I feel like, what am I doing with my time and with my life teaching? And then I have to quickly remind myself, Carolyn, that's like what you teach people. Like you have to realize not to compare yourself. And as Christians, we know that the Bible says that's unwise. And that only brings you down. It's a demise to you and to what God's called you to do. And the brain that God's given to you. And the ability to do everything that God's called you to do. He will equip us with everything we have to do in life. And sometimes, even if we didn't think we were called to do it and we're getting thrown into it, like during this whole scamdemic, did I say that? I'm sorry, was it pandemic? I think it's a scamdemic. But while we're being thrown into this mess that the world is doing right now, it should not affect us as a believer in every area of our life won't go to the other areas, but in every area of our life. So when we are, um, thrown into do something like this, like possibly homeschool in the fall, or we're just like fed up with, um, uh, fed up with what's going on out there in society, that, uh, Jade, uh, I'm, the, the answer is yes, and it hasn't been asked yet. But if I don't get to your answer, she asked a question on YouTube about being a full-time mom and successfully homeschool me, and I, w- I will get with that, Jade. So if it's not today, I will get it this week uh, for sure. But uh, ha- hang in there with me. I'm just not quite there yet for questions. Maybe I'll answer it today at the end. I do have a few questions I'm gonna, that I'm going to touch on before I go. But if you're thrown into this, don't think that you're not going to be able to handle it. He's given us the ability to switch and handle something whenever we have to do something. You know, that whole situation that's happening in the world right now should not be affecting uh, the believers. We should not lose sleep over it. We should not lose peace over it. We should not be thrown into a tizzy because now what's the possibility of school and what about our children and, and going back to school and getting sick? Nope, that's not for us. Our kids aren't going to get sick. Our kids aren't going to have, you know, bad days. Our kids aren't going to struggle. We're not going to struggle. My life, we're not doing it. So that's the mindset you have to make up. And then when you realize when you get into homeschooling, it's, it's the same mindset. So you're being thrown into this and you've made a decision like, hey, I'm not sending my kids back with all of these rules. And I can do homeschooling and it's not so scary. But I remember feeling that. I remember getting choked up thinking, I, "I'm. it's not going to be that fun. Uh, Maddie's going to be begging to go to school and she's going to feel like she's missing out on stuff. <laughs> but you know what? I, I come to realize that they only really realize these things if you make them a big deal. I mean, honestly, if I went around kicking the dirt saying, "Man, man, Maddie, I wish you could go um and do what they're doing at school and you just can't do that here at home, you know." <sighs> You're never going to make friends because you're at home within these four walls, looking out of the glass window, looking down. You know, the world wants to make it look like it's a weird situation to homeschool your kids. To me, it's the best situation. (laughs) They are influenced by what you're teaching them. You get to teach them at your, your pace and your rate and what you want them to learn on your terms. So don't think it's about sheltering my kids are not sheltered anyone who knows madeline and brooklyn and teddy they have you know zero disabilities in social skills okay they all have their own personality and it's big and it's individual and it's because i've um made sure that they have those skills (laughs) I know, I know homeschooling kids get get such a bad rep and they're called weirdos and this and that, but let me tell you, here is how you can tell if a homeschooler kid is weird. Look at their parents. <laughs> I always tell people that because I've had people say, aren't you worried that your kids are gonna miss out on this and miss out on this and what about their social life? And, and my response is, um, honestly, <laughs> Any weirdo uh, homeschooler kids that are just strange, it's because their parents are strange. If you're not weird, and you're not strange, and you're not loopy, your kids won't be that way. It's a direct impartation, right? Okay, so don't ever get, uh, I don't know if fearful is the right word, but uh, concerned that that's how your kids are going to uh, turn out. It, it has everything to do with how they're taught. You know, my kids have always, my kids have been in sports since I could sign them up. I'm getting ready to sign um, Teddy up for a T-ball. And, you know, he'll do it based on our travel schedule. And I've always made sure to sign my kids up on things that they wouldn't get penalized for at a young age. So, um, my, my Maddie played soccer for two or three years uh, before he moved to Virginia Beach. Brooklyn's in ballet, Madeline's done ballet, Teddy has played soccer, so I purposely make sure my kids are involved in stuff, they're involved in everything that the church puts on when we're home, we're a part of everything our home church puts on, Um, uh, other things that they do. Library, if you didn't know, libraries offer free classes for so many things. Maddie has done STEM classes, which is like science, electronics, and math uh, type things, robotic stuff. Maddie's been a part of the chess club. Uh, Brooklyn has done uh, this Lego building thing at the library. Maddie has been a part of coding your own video game at the library with other kids, and then they play against each other. Everything given at the library is free. You need to check out your local library. Your local library has a list and a calendar. I know right now, so take these notes for when stuff opens again. But uh, when your library is open again, they have all these classes. So my kids have not been without, okay? The only thing is they get to do school at home. And it has been such, you know, that for, that first year I thought, I'm just, I don't think I'm qualified for this. I have to teach my kid to read. I had to teach my kid to read. I had to go through the entire sounds, the phonics, the rules. Uh, Here's a rule this week. Next week, we're going to break this rule for this sound. This one has a silent vowel. This one has a long vowel on the end. This one changes that. So... But you're given the ability to do it. You're given the books. You're given the curriculum to do it. And you just have to take the time to be still and to get it in your mind. I realized that when um, I would try to do too much or I would say, this is what I have to do today, but I would make going to school second, that's when it became hard for me. That's when I felt like, Uh, There was tension in teaching. There might have been a little edginess uh, with Maddie at the time. But it's like, no, I realized that I had to make school the priority as far as cutting it in my schedule and then everything else. So if I had a meeting or I had to be somewhere or I had to run errands, it wasn't try to do that and then school. It was, we're going to get up. We're going to do school and then everything else is gonna fall into line. Because if you try to uh, have yourself in too many spots, that's the only time that I feel a little, I mean, I'm not one to really feel overwhelmed and stuff and I can do a lot of things, but it's a feeling, an internal feeling, you can almost feel a little bit like I'm running thin here. I've got myself in too many things and I really just need to focus. Oh, we've got lots of people, Paula and Amir. Lots of people have said that they've, that our homeschooling has been one of the best decisions they've ever made. So this is great for feedback on here, too, because I'll get to your questions and I'll go back and read them. But lots of people on here, um, and lots of people that are watching, I have turned on to homeschooling when they've asked me, and they have decided to do it. And it has been um, one of them, Heather Ramsey, best decision I ever made. And she was somebody that. Uh, jumped on board with something that we do. And I'll I'll, uh, I'll incorporate some stuff with her too because her daughter and my daughter are friends and now that they're doing the same homeschooling, they actually get to do things together through the school but living in separate states. So I'll go over that this week just to show you what curriculum I, I do. Um, but covering uh, why I started, how I felt and preconceived ideas I had thinking this really wasn't for me. And, and anyone who knows what my husband and I do, we live on the road probably more than we're at home. And so in order for us to do ministry together, to keep the family together, this was a step I had to take and, and seriously ask the Lord to help me because I come from a strong background of teachers uh, in in my family. They've all been like professors law school, um, PhDs, and and that just wasn't me. So when I started homeschool, you always have the enemy bringing that up. Well, you didn't do all this. You didn't get the education that they got. You, you know, this and that. And so YouTube comment questions. Oh. Um, but that is, that is stuff that all that I thought of. And so I realized that keeping my own schedule was, like I said, something that was going to work for us. So, you know, I've tried to do it different ways. And I've had to realize that like, what works for our family, and that's that's the one main thing that's going to help you is do what works for your family. You might know other homeschool moms and families and they're like, I, I know some, their kids are up by 8.30, done by 11.30. Okay, that, that's just not, <laughs> that's just not how my family goes because they're used to later nights, probably because of travel and being on the road so much that their mornings, they tend to not be the earliest risers. They're not super late, but I mean, the one goal that I set was for us is to make sure we start school by 10. So for us, 10 works. If they're up earlier, we we go to start it, but we always make sure we don't start any later than 10. So one of the keys is you have to really set the schedule that works with you guys main point for today don't compare yourself don't you don't feel like you have to do what other people are doing don't feel like you have to turn your house into a schoolroom like I said if you look around you actually live in in a schoolroom. You already have it. You got the paint. You got the crayons. You got the building blocks. You got the Legos. You know, make that a thing every day if if you're working with younger kids. You know, all of that is teaching them, is using their mind, thinking where things go. What fits in here? What's a puzzle? I'm big with puzzles. I do a lot of puzzles with little Ted. To me, that's good uh, brain work to figure out where things have to go. Does this match? I need to look for this color. You know, we used did a Spider-Man puzzle the other day. It was a rainy Saturday. So what was my thing I said? You know, here's part of his foot. Teddy, do you see any pieces that have red in it? Let's check all the pieces that have red in it to fix it. So you already have all this stuff. You don't have to go to a school store. You don't need to go by borders to hang on your wall. Um, I'll, I'll show you pictures this week. I've got a few posters that I put up on the wall. Uh, of the Ten Commandments and just different things like that. Uh, but it, it's nothing that you have to feel uh, like you have to change an entire section of your house in order to do school. You really just need a dining room table. Uh, a few little tricks that I do with my kids to make them feel like they're part. Because I had, I had this question that came up yesterday that someone sent. And I'll also answer your questions um, online here in a minute. I'll I'll go through the comments. Uh, But does your children... Now, my children are 10 and 6 and 4. So this this first part doesn't necessarily uh, pertain to them. But it says, Does your children regret not having public-private education? I mean, they're too young to know. I will say, though that over time, there have been a few times that Maddie has said, you know, I, I want to go try, <laughs> kind of cracks me up. She doesn't say it anymore, but when she was younger, I guess that's the only only thing she, um, I'll get to here in just a minute, Megan. I'll read some of these questions here. Um, I want to go to real school, she'd say. And I would laugh and say, you are in real school. Actually, the curriculum that I use is is like honor. Uh, honor class material. So Maddie is 10 and she just graduated fifth grade. She's starting sixth grade um, at 10 years old this fall, just because (laughs) the curriculum that I chose to do was uh, her pace. It worked for her and she's been able to keep up with it and does extremely well. So, um, she doesn't have any regrets or anything. She does, has asked before. But when I put it in perspective like this and she's been able to see it with having some neighbor friends that are in school and my nephews are in school and, you know, they talk about things and, and stuff like that. Um, when I let them know that, hey, we just get our work done. We start, we get our work done and um, then you're free for the day. Your friends wake up really early, they have to catch a bus, they have to go for, I don't even know what school it is, it's like seven or eight hours, I don't know, uh, then you get dropped off, so it's like three thirty, four 4 o'clock, you've got homework, you've got dinner, you've got bed, to do it all over again. So, when I put it in perspective like that and I let her know, hey, we make up our own schedule. You gotta make it fun. You you take them to places. Take them to the zoo. Take them to the park. Take them, you know, be fun with your kids. This is the joy of being able to do it. It shouldn't be stressful. It shouldn't be arguments. It should be fun. It shouldn't be looked at. It should look different than what brick and mortar school looks like, whether it's private or public. It should look different. And so we have the ability and the joy to, hey, we're going to the zoo today. All right, you guys get done with school. It's 1230. Let's get our bathing suits on. Let's go to the beach. You know, and I've got this uh, time spent with my children that I can pour into them. And I don't mean always pouring in the word of God or always pouring in a a lesson of some sort, but just uh, forming a relationship with them just speaking with them, having a good time, making these memories. And I wouldn't exchange it for the world. I have grown to love homeschooling like I never thought I would love to do it. I love it. I love that we can go to meetings together with my husband. I love that we can do uh, what God has called us to do together. And whether you're a a, a parent where your husband is off in the workplace and, and you would be home with them, Make it a joyful occasion so when dad comes home, we don't have homework. We don't have school. That, that's the nice thing about homeschooling is you don't have homework later. You just get to do your school and then you're done except if you have quiz or tests to study for, which you don't have any of that when you're starting off with the younger years. So really it doesn't get to be um, a little more lengthy when your kids get a little bit older. But if you're just starting out homeschooling for young ones – you know, I'm giving you a couple hours max, max for kindergarten and, and uh, uh, stuff to do. So um, I, I want to encourage you this, this week to tune in every day because I'm going to show pictures of what um, our my setup looks like. I'm going to uh, speak with you every day about different uh, situations throughout homeschooling. And a lot, I'm going to answer questions. So, I'm going to go and look at some questions here. Let's see. I know that, do you spend your evening's lesson planning? No. I know that might be shocking, but I'm trying to see how I can explain this because we do have this preconceived idea of, You know, I I really think that teachers in school obviously have to do lesson plans because they're... (laughs) Can someone tell me how many kids are now going in classes? Is it like up to 30 or is it at 25? If somebody had had kids um, that was in public or private, I know private might just have a little bit less, but how many kids were in your kid's class? Um, If you guys can let me know. So no... Even though I have two kids right now, um, Brooklyn just graduated first grade and Bro- Maddie just graduated fifth grade. Thirty-five—that's crazy for a teacher. Thirty-two to thirty-six kids in a class, and you want to tell me why they spend all day there and then come home with so much homework? No, no schoolwork's getting done. So, to to do a lesson plan, I've realized that, yes, I look ahead. You know, now that Maddie's, Maddie's older, we have certain, um, I have a calendar that I print out for her, and we write what all her tests and projects are due. So, as far as lesson plans, that would probably be it for me. We get a monthly calendar, I write out, we look ahead what all the due dates are, and um, I put that on the calendar so it's in front of her face and we know what days to study, what days to prepare, when a test is going to fall on. So as far as a lesson plan, that would be my lesson plan because I only have, you know, two kids. Soon I'll have three kids in homeschool, but I, I, I don't have to plan for anything because I don't have 35 kids. If I had 35 kids, uh, then I would have to do a lesson plan. But when you're homeschooling for... Um, for that to honestly just a, a planner if you're maybe you're a mom that has four kids at home that that's homeschooling you know and uh, a calendar I think would be sufficient on uh, just having your due date your due dates and, and when you want to have things done. It is good to have some kind of structure as far as giving the kids to look at something to be forward to look forward to. All right, well, by Friday, we would like to have this done if we can. You're the boss. If you want to give a day off, you know, you can. But there is a certain amount of days. I think uh, schools are eight months long. So, you know, the normal is eight to ten months to finish homeschooling. So you would just work it out as to when you want to have stuff done. So I would have a lesson plan as dates and things you want done because sometimes you can let your schedule get away from you but as far as lesson plans as to what we're doing the next day I mean you don't you don't really need to to do any of that especially when you have younger ones and you only have a a couple of uh, subjects and so let's see what other questions do we have? I know that Jade had asked one a while back. Uh, let me see. I'm looking on um, YouTube real quick because they all they all went away. But yeah, send your questions in. And even if you didn't get them on this comment, you can write them to me on Facebook or you can write them to me on Instagram and I'm saving all of them. And I will go over all of them this week. Um, Jade Stallings, she said, can a mom successfully homeschool, and work full-time? And I would say yes. I say yes based on the curriculum that I use. Um, I'll briefly go over it right now, but I will go over it uh, more uh, this week. I use Alpha Omega Academy. So my kids are technically enrolled in school, a private school, and they do... uh, all their work at home. So uh, if I'm unavailable, there is a teacher assigned to each of my kids that they can uh, contact each day if they had a question on something. Uh, It has been a game changer for homeschool for me and my schedule. Uh, I would say I do 95% of the work uh, with my kids. The other 5% would have been Maddie this year in fifth grade Uh, learning geometry and a little bit of pre-algebra towards the end that I did not want to uh, rehash in my thoughts. (laughs) Once I passed, it was like one and done and we were moving on in life. And so uh, with having the ability to uh, contact uh, a fifth grade teacher That Maddie could jump online with and do a whiteboard hour and sit there and have her teacher sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes an hour uh, go over things with her. That there is uh, different things within certain curriculums that are offered to your kids that if you do work full time and you just cannot be that teacher, uh, then yes, yes. that would work for you. Now, it would have to be when they get a little bit older because they would have to know how to use a computer. So like for Alpha Omega Academy, if you wanna do online uh, classes and courses, anything like that, it's from third grade and on. So for kindergarten, first and second, Madeline was all books. And I could call somebody if I wanted help, but if you want to actually sit on a computer and, conversate with a teacher and have actual help and see her write stuff on the screen and you write stuff back on the screen, then that starts from third grade and on. So it is possible. They do offer that out there where you can be a full-time parent. Um, and and you know what? Listen, for you full-time moms that might be uncomfortable with sending your kids to school, don't let that stress you out. Who said, think of it this way, who said, now it it might be more tiring, okay, but it's doable. So that's what you have to keep in mind. This might not be ideal and it might be tiring, but it's doable. And then you have to outweigh which one's more important. Can I push through the tiredness a little bit and do this with my kid? Or, you know, do I need to send them off? Homeschool, keep in mind, is when you want to do it. What I mean by that? If you wanna do homeschool at 8.30 in the morning, then you can do homeschool at 8.30 in the morning. If you wanna do homeschool after dinner at six o'clock at night for a couple of hours, then you can do homeschool at six o'clock at night for a couple of hours. So just keep in mind that, or how about this? Say you work three days a week full time. And you can only homeschool a couple days throughout the week. You got Saturday and Sunday. You just, you know, people do homes, people do homework. Ba- you know, when school was open on Sunday to get ready for Monday, so it wouldn't be any different. It just might not be what's always been programmed in our brain. Schools Monday through Friday. School is from eight thirty to three. Bam, bam, bam. It's got to look like this. I think this is going to be the hardest part for people coming into homeschooling world is I need to let that form of how it's supposed to look not be stuck in my brain because when you homeschool you are the rule maker you are the boss you are the schedule maker you are you know you it's you so it goes by what you say so are there are days where you know we've all just had enough right? Then I can say, listen girls, we're taking off today. We're going to take a breather. We're going to go do whatever we want to do or mom just actually has some work to do with the ministry and this is what it is going to be today and you guys get a, a free day off. There's been times where you know I've had to do some things with Ted on the broadcast and school didn't start until 12, 31 o'clock maybe 130 because I gave them lunch after the broadcast. So, that is what we have to realize if we got to break this, it's got to be a certain way type feel and realize that I can make up my own schedule at this point and I can work and I can do it. Might be a little, you know, bit much, but it's doable. So remember that and be encouraged about that. And see if I have any more questions that I'm scanning through. If my daughter is only two years old, can I start or should I start prepping for homeschooling her now or just wait until kindergarten age? Kelly, just have fun with your two year old. Do the basic norm that a, a mom with their child would do. Pointing out colors, teaching them words. Don't put any pressure on yourself no pressure on yourself. I've got, you know, I've got a four-year-old. He would be in preschool if I sent him off to a brick-and-mortar school. I will print off some worksheets randomly here and there. I did some last year. While I did homeschool, it was kind of like I'd have to schedule it like he got a little bit of iPad time to play games. He could watch a little something. We'd have lunch. I turn the TV off. All right, Teddy, you play with Play-Doh. I'm going to finish up with Brooklyn. You know, so you don't put any pressure on yourself. You don't need to do any kind of schooling with anyone at two years old. You don't need to do any kind of schooling with anyone at three-year-old. Just the normal, you know, read to them. Reading to them is everything. I have read to my kids since they were babies. And it's a game changer. Read to your kids all the time. Read to them all the time. Get for a love for books for them. Read to them. Point out colors, point out numbers. Just little things like that. You've got plenty of time when they turn five when you start kindergarten to do the real deal schooling, but don't put any, any pressure on yourself. Uh, so I would say, nope, just read to them and teach them how to enunciate their words and speak properly. So when it comes time for five years old in kindergarten, that when they are reading and speaking, that they hear their sounds and their enunciation is good and you do all of that by reading to them. Reading is key for your kids. It stimulates their brain and everything that's uh, pushed into them by the time they're five is crucial. So whatever you can do, take, take them out, Kelly. Take them to the park let them see nature, let them let him feel things. I have been someone with my kids that's like, let's go. That's like one of my things. Let's go. We're going to do this. We're not going to be scared of this. We're going to climb here. We're going to do this. We're going to pet this. We're going to, you know, get them involved in everything. So they're not, um, I mean that, that just fills their brain with so much knowledge to associate with seeing an animal in real life, not just in a book, to feel, to smell. That's all on us to do that you can focus on when they're young like at two years old. Let's see what else that we got. But that's a great thing about it. Flexibility, not scary, but freeing. That's right. That's right, Britt. You have to realize we trap ourselves in the comparison. We, <laughs> when you realize it, you know, sometimes you get stressed out if you're doing homeschool and this and that. And then you realize you're like, wait a second. I don't have to answer to anybody about this. I make up my own uh, schedule, I am teaching that, you know what I mean? You realize that, wait a second, the only pressure that I'm feeling is pressure from myself. So that's something that we really have to get in our mind as you're getting ready to take this step into homeschooling is that um, the only pressure that you're feeling would be pressure that you're putting on yourself. So you've got to relax and not um, put pressure put so much pressure on you because you want your kids to enjoy what you're doing and they're not gonna enjoy it if you're snapping and you're yelling and you're... Listen, my kids, I got um, two that I'm homeschooling now, learn differently. They They just learn differently. Every kid's gonna learn differently. I'm interested to see how Teddy's gonna learn. Madeline learns completely different from Brooklyn. So when I had to start school with Brooklyn, That was such an eye-opener because I had to realize the way I taught Madeline is not going to be the way I can teach Brooklyn. And I learned that in the first week. It just isn't. Brooklyn was more, um, I got to do this over again. You need to show me. So whereas the two learning, that was a question that I got was uh, two different ways of, of teaching was you need to find out how your child learns so Madeline would learn a different way than Brooklyn I'll get into this um this week in a little a bit more of a depth but I just had to realize some days we just had to shut it down because I would get worked up or I would get annoyed or and I thought this is insane I, one time I, w- I was praying and I said, Lord, I want to be the best mom and I want to be the best teacher. I don't want my kids wanting to go off to school. I want a homeschool. I want them to want to be on the road. I want them to be, want them to be in the meetings. I don't want anything forced. I don't want them to ever feel forced. I want them to have that desire. So help me, Lord, be a good mom. Help me to be a good teacher. And... um he showed me that I was putting the pressure on myself that if I just wanted to say, "This isn't working today, this isn't working, you're over it. I'm over it. Let's just be done for the day. I used I, I made this mistake when I first took on the second child of homeschooling, and I would force Brooklyn and be like, "We have to get this done." this page and this has got to get done. And you didn't do that much work today. And that's when I was like, wait a second, this is not the teacher I want to become with homeschooling too. One was easy, two is adding to my plate, then I'll have three, but I don't want to be this person. And the Lord showed me that there was nobody else pressuring me to do what I was doing. It was just myself putting all these restraints on me and giving myself a hard time, my mind, and I had, to, I had to shut my mind up and be like, listen, sometimes Brooklyn can do more, Brooklyn can do more this day, but then there's some days, and <laughs> we teach our kids all these things and realize as adults we still uh, feel, feel the way we teach our kids not to feel. For example, you know, I'm teaching Brooklyn, we have to do this, we have to push this. And she's in her mind, you know, she's checked out. She's had enough for today for whatever reason. But don't we get like that as adults with our job, with anything that we're doing? Sometimes we just want to check out, right? We just want to relax. We just want to be like, I'm mentally done with this. I can't think about it anymore. I don't want to think about it anymore. But there's nobody Ooh, on top of us. And I'm not saying your kids get a cop-out and then they become lazy, but there's a difference there. My kids will never be lazy because we know what Proverbs says. (laughs) But uh, once in a while, it's okay to be like, let's just close the book. You did a good job today, Brooklyn. You did a good job today, Madeline. We're going to be done. And it's more important to keep the peace in your home to keep the peace with your kids than anything else. Let me tell you, peace, peace, peace. It is a supernatural, it is a gift. Literally, it says in John 14, it is a peace gift from God. And we do not wanna know what it feels like to not have peace. We don't wanna know what it feels like to have anxiety and stress. And all of that is started because of us. We have to learn when enough is enough. So that's one of the main advices I have. When you gotta shut something down, you're the boss, shut it down. Don't add any more turmoil than, you know, what needs to be. They're learning from school with everything going on. You're teaching them, you're going back and forth, and listen get out of the box. That's one of my things for today. Get out of the box and know that as you make this decision, you are going to be fine. We're not going to look at other people's stuff that they post and say, hey, they're doing it better than me. They drew this picture. They paint with uh, uh, figs and berries. (laughs) Sorry. Just a funny thought in my head. They're outside painting with the nature of God and, you know, all this stuff that you'll see some people go out and do. And, you know, that's not just me. I'm not an overly artsy, craft kind of mom. But you know what? My kids love me. They're going to survive. And that's okay if they've never made a paper chicken out of a toilet paper tube. It's all right. Okay? Our kids will survive. So take what giftings you have and know that it's gonna be okay, that God's gonna help you during this time that you feel like, wait, wait a second, I got thrown into this, I don't think I can do it, but actually you can do it. Take a breather for a second, join me this week and realize that as I continue to talk about this and take your questions, that you're gonna feel a whole lot better. Before I um, came on to do this broadcast, I was thinking of Isaiah 41:13 and this is the New Living Translation, it said, For I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid, I am here to help you. So we have help for every situation. Um, I want to continue to get, oh, I got one more question. Do you and kids take several days off off sometimes when do you run your business and write books or is that a portion tag team with ted that was a, a billion eight uh no i run my uh ministry and our business and my books in between everything else uh non mom was an idea given to me by God. But I also have to realize, without my children, (laughs) I am not nonstop mom. So anytime I feel that it gets to be too much and I'm taken away from the kids, I'm taken away from my focus of school, I will pull back some. So sometimes you'll see, you know, maybe I haven't put out a podcast in the last couple weeks or I haven't done this. and, And just sometimes I get to the point where it's, I need to go back to m- mom status. And so that that's what I do. But I learn to balance it all because I can't not do what God's called me to do. Then I would be in disobedience and not blessed for it. So I have to learn how to balance it all. And there is a way to do it because I'm a big believer in he's equipped us to do everything in life that we are called to do. So You're called to be a mom, so you're called to do everything that comes along with it. And that includes being a teacher. That includes being the best mom ever. That includes loving them. That includes providing for them. So don't say, well, I wasn't called to be the teacher title. But but in all reality, you are. So you can, 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 get in your vocabulary, do this. And I'm just going to talk to you like I'm doing now, give you common sense tips, practical steps this week, and keep the questions um, rolling in. I, I did not go over them at all, by all means, from what was sent in online, so I'll be doing a little bit each day. Plus, I want to um, hear your comments and your questions on uh, the actual live that I will be getting to. But thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Iona and Teresa and Amir and Heidi. Um, Everyone that's been on, Evan, Nicole, Marie, Kayla, Kelly, uh, Christopher, I really appreciate it. Uh, Share this. Get the word out. Every day I'm going to be coming on. It's not a set time of my length. I'm going to start at 3 o'clock. Some days might be shorter than others. Some might be longer. But if you uh, don't have time to sit and watch this video, we are going to be putting this week into an audio podcast. Uh, So... You will have a chance to listen to it there, but I will have it on all avenues for you or you can go back and watch this video. But thank you so much for being uh, with me uh, today. I appreciate you spending the time with me and I hope uh, that today uh, helped you out and, and gave you a little insight on it not being as scary as it seems, okay? That's what we have to get out of our mind is it's not scary to homeschool. You are equipped. We don't have to turn our house into a classroom. Uh, our kids aren't gonna feel left out. Uh, in our reality, they just want time with you. So you just be the best mom and the best teacher, even if you're a dad that has to, to stay home. You're equipped to do this too, dad, <laughs> if, if your wife you know, is the one that actually has to go or maybe you work from home and, and you're the one that's gonna be there with them. Either parent has the ability to do this and it is, a joy to do it, and like I said, this was nothing I grew up saying I would do. I never, ever, ever imagined um, doing homeschooling, but I try to make the best of it that I can. And I feel like um, if you had to ask my kids, they would say they really enjoy it and, and want to keep doing it, and that's what I want to leave with them. So thank you so much for joining me today, and I'll be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock, so make sure you join me. Send your questions in if you have any more, and I appreciate you guys. I love you so much, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.